Welcome to the Talent Talk with Robert Walters podcast, where we speak to business leaders around the globe to bring you the latest trends and insights from the world of work. Hello and welcome to a new episode in the Robert Walters Women and Leadership podcast series in which we will be discussing gender diversity in Swiss business and hearing the career stories of Swiss female leaders. I'm Christian Atkinson, country head of Robert Walters Switzerland, and I have the great pleasure today to welcome Alkistis Petropaki, General Manager of Advance. Hello, Alkistis. Hi, thank you for having me. Oh, I'm so grateful to have you, I have to say. From my perspective, I have to admit, I see you as a bit of a celebrity figure in the Swiss business scene. Oh I certainly goodness. feel, <laughs> I have to say this, I have to say this, I certainly feel it's the same for many of the members of Advance and certainly at the CEO level. But for listeners who are not familiar with Advance, please could you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit more about Advance? So Advance is a non-profit organization that has the mission to increase the percentage of women in, in management. And the reason we're doing this is not because of any um, philanthropic feelings towards women, but because we believe that a gender equal business world is a win-win for everybody, for the employees, women and men that work uh, in this area, but also for business and for, for society at large. The organization is now eight years old, so quite a young organization, and I've been leading the organization almost since the beginning. So it is my baby, and I'm very, very proud about the, the big um, success that we have with promoting uh, gender equality in Switzerland. And can you just tell us a little bit about the growth of the organization from beginning eight years ago into how many members that you've got at the moment? Because it's an incredible statistic. Yes, absolutely. So we started with nine member companies back in 2014, and we are at 125 today. So a absolutely huge incredible. growth. It's amazing. Absolutely. And it shows that the topic, gender equality, is a big one, right? And this is a very, very positive as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I think for many companies, gender diversity has now become part of their strategy in recent years um, because employers are actually understanding that it's business critical to encourage and support their female talent. But actually achieving that diversity and unlocking its potential, that's, I think, the challenge that many businesses, particularly in Switzerland, are struggling with. So earlier this year, we conducted a survey among 250 Swiss executives to gain more insights into gender diversity in the workplace in Switzerland. So, Arkistis, my first question for you, according to the results of the survey, 75% of professionals in Switzerland believe that as a woman, it is more difficult to be promoted and 85% of them think they are underrepresented in management positions in Switzerland. What is your view? Well, it is the ugly truth. <laughs> if you want to get promoted, it is definitely better to be a man. You know, every year, um, Advance is publishing in cooperation with the University of St. Gallen uh, the Gender Intelligence Report. And there we see that the underrepresentation of women in promotions starts already at the bottom, meaning that there are less women promoted from non-management already to the first management level. 
And and I find this very interesting because at non-management level, we can assume that women and men have the same skills and the same experience. So, So for me, this is an indication that often the promotion decisions are not based on merit. And also that the, the current promotion practices are actually discriminating women. And in the same report, we even see that women have a double penalty when it comes to promotions. So on Thank one you. hand, they are penalized because they are women and thus they do not look nor behave like the dominant group in business. And on the other hand, because they are more likely to work part-time. And, and we know as a matter of fact that part-time employees are again promoted less than, than the full-timers. Very interesting. Very, very interesting. And is there a difference in perception um, between uh, men and women? Because I find that's a difference in perception such an interesting topic. Uh, Absolutely. So what I very often uh, hear from the male population in in companies are things like, oh, the promotion will go again to a woman or or a person of color or somebody who ticks the diversity box. And me as a man, as a non-diverse man, I, I do not have any chances anymore. And so it seems that men have this completely wrong perception that women have a lot more chances to get promoted. And this is something that we definitely need to change if we want to make a progress in, in gender diversity, because it goes into this, it's me or you, right? And we mm. need to end this gender war and, and understand that we are stronger together. A gender mm. equal business world, as I said before, brings advantages to everybody, to women, to men, to all other genders. And also we definitely need men as allies to get there. Yeah, 100%. It's a shared issue rather than, you know, one side's issue. I think that's the key thing about it. Perhaps you can explain and elaborate on some of the specific challenges that women are facing to access these leadership or management positions. I know you touched on it a little bit, but let's deep dive into that topic because it's really interesting. Absolutely. And, and where do I start? <laughs> so so first of all, um, the socioeconomic conditions in Switzerland, they're not helping. Right. Things like the, the taxation system, um, the childcare infrastructure or rather the lack of childcare infrastructure and of day schools, for instance. And also the fact that childcare infrastructure in Switzerland is very, very expensive. All those things um, are, are far from being ideal. On top, in Switzerland, there is a very conservative mindset with very clear gender roles. So the man is the breadwinner and the woman's place is with the children. Switzerland is one of the few places in the world, I think, well, maybe I'm exaggerating now a little bit, but but I, I believe that in Switzerland, people truly believe that children are better off if they have their mothers the whole day at home serving them. And as long as we regard women as the only ones who should be responsible for children and household, it will be very, very difficult to increase gender diversity. Uh, One other thing that makes it very difficult for women to progress is the myth of women not wanting to make a career. I read an interesting book, uh, which is called The Fix by Michelle King, and she has conducted uh, research in companies And although most people know that that women um, have different experiences than men at work, almost all managers that she has interviewed believe that workplaces are actually meritocracies and that all employees have identical opportunities. And so in other other words, they believe that women do not succeed because of their choices and and not because of the work environment uh, being 
unwelcoming or, or, or even hostile sometimes. And I can confirm this for Switzerland as well. So I often hear we do not care if, if it is a man or a woman. We want to find the best person for the job. But, but if the processes or the decision makers are biased, then it is always a man who will end up being the right person for the job. Do you, th- do you think that's changing that perception? Because it's such a deep-rooted societal view. Do you think that's changing at the moment in Switzerland? Um, I mean, definitely we're making progress, but I believe that this very conservative mindset still exists very, very strongly. But measures and things like uh, paternal leave for men, I think they are going to have um, a big impact in the future. And if you know what is happening when a young family has children is that the mothers are staying at home and there are some routines that actually cemented uh, at mm-hmm. the beginning. And it continues being like that. And I believe that if fathers have more time with the children already at the beginning, then those routines are going to be distributed among mothers and fathers. And this is going to help in the future for fathers to take responsibility for for the children as well. I definitely think lockdown has helped with that a little bit, just as a side point, because I think it's forced fathers maybe to become a little bit more involved when they're at home the whole time than they maybe would have been at the office a lot. So I think that's maybe one positive thing from the year, one of the positive things anyway from the from the pandemic. Um, You mentioned recruitment processes earlier. So do you believe that there are any specific skills or abilities common to all women that enable them to be successful in management positions? So science is not conclusive on, on this point. Some say that uh, men and women do not have any differences. Some say that men and women do have gender-specific characteristics in their, in their leadership styles. Mm. Um, for instance, collaboration or empathy would be characteristics that are rather associated uh, with female leaders. Okay. And my personal opinion is that the differences rather come from, from the personality of, of each person. I think that the impression of gender-specific leadership styles today comes from the fact that today's business world is not diverse at all. And I'm not talking about the numbers, um, about men being by far overrepresented in business. I mean that those men are all very similar in terms of personalities. Mm. Um, So, for instance, I know a lot of uh, empathetic men, but I don't know any of them being top leaders in in business. Yeah, so I believe that diversity is desperately needed in business. And um, I wish that sometime in the future, um, we'll stop being so much concerned about our anatomy and we'll focus more on diversity of personalities and skills. That's such a great answer. I really appreciate that answer because I, I'm 100% with you on that in terms of the personality and appreciating the differences. And I think we touch on it a little bit later in the in the podcast, but I completely agree. On, on that topic of corporate culture that you mentioned, another finding in our survey was that 66% of Swiss women felt that the traditional patriarchal culture common to many Swiss businesses by its very nature favours the promotion of men to leadership positions and does not actively promote inclusion and diversity. So please, can you explain a little bit more about how Advance specifically is helping to change these traditional corporate cultures in Switzerland from a diversity perspective? So the, the, the beauty of Advance in my eyes are its members and the fact that those members are exclusively companies and not individuals. So our collective power with those 125 uh, members to influence things is quite substantial. 
Also, with companies being our members, we can have um, a lot of impact because we as advanced have access to all kinds of different people and different levels in the organizations. So we are working with the female managers, offering them a cross-company program, um, which includes uh, skill building workshops and mentoring program, uh, role model events and, and many networking events. We're working with the men in the companies to explain to them why gender equality is a good thing for them as well and what they can do if they want to engage. Um, we are facilitating cross-company best practice exchange. I find this uh, very powerful and impactful. So we're bringing HR professionals from different companies together to learn from each other and make uh, good practices travel as fast as possible to, to everybody else as well. We are also working with uh, C-level executives and CEOs to involve them in the diversity discussion. Very often the diversity discussion stays with HR or with the uh, DNI responsibles uh, of the companies. And, and I believe strongly that we can um, have a lot more impact if the business leaders uh, were involved more. And, and last but not least, we have cooperations with academia to generate insights on diversity topics and with media to start a public discussion about them. Yeah, also what we, we're doing here right now goes into this direction. So it is great <laughs> to have members like, like Robert Walters who, who are committed to the cause and, and can support us to spread the word. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. You sounded like a very busy woman to be doing all of that. I have to say it's pretty impressive. Um, I mean, I can attest firsthand that the, the CEO uh, workshops, meetings are absolutely fantastic and really rich and rewarding. And also for some of the female talents at Robert Walters in Switzerland that have attended the skills building workshop. I think the feedback has been so, so useful. It's not only the skills that they build, but it's also the community that they get from other like-minded female talents in different business areas that they would never have come across. So, so they're really, really useful. So the next question is quite a big one. Um, I'm sure we could discuss it for hours, but what do you believe diversity brings to the workplace? Why is it such a strategic imperative for business leaders? In my opinion, there are two types of companies. Right. The, the ones that have understood that diversity is paramount and will survive in the future and those that will not. And this might, uh, might sound now a little bit exaggerated, but it isn't because I think we all agree that if we know something about the future is that we don't know anything. Mm. So it is getting more and more complex and it is getting more and more unpredictable. So the only strategy to survive in such an environment is actually diversity. You need the maximum of skills that you can get to be prepared for whatever the future brings. So today we still tend to prepare for the future with what we know from the, from the past. So for me, diversity is a huge competitive advantage and it's not the problem to solve, but rather the solution on how to survive in a changing environment. Mm, mm, I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. I think that's such an interesting answer because in, in today's society, it's really rethinking what we know and having those diverse skills and opinions within an organization will actually help to drive that change rather than hinder it. Um, so many of our listeners would also love to know what advice you would give to ambitious women who want to reach leadership positions. 
Yeah, well, actually, I do not want to give any advice to uh, okay. women. Okay, <laughs> wrong question potentially then. <laughs> so in, instead, I would like to give an advice advice to companies. Okay. And this is to, yes, and this is to stop trying to fix the women and rather fix the system. You know, I think that at the moment we are doing a big mistake. We assume that the way to increase gender diversity is to teach women how to do things like men. And if this happens, then the women will be successful and then we will advance. And then we have solved the diversity problem. But let me tell you a little story. So a couple of days ago, I was talking to the CEO of a company who told me that uh, they did an analysis and discovered that there is a, a gender pay gap in the company. So I told him, great, um, the, the analysis is, is a very good first step. What are you planning now to do about it? And he answered, and he was very proud about this, that he had the perfect solution to the problem. He was planning to send all his female managers to a negotiations training. And, okay. and this is exactly what I mean by trying to fix the women as the solution to the diversity problem. I mean, of, of course, being a strong negotiator is a good skill to have in business. But there is, in the same time, research showing that women actually negotiate as hard as men, but they are not getting to the same results because, for instance, the person they are negotiating with is biased. So I remember myself actually once an HR manager telling me that in his opinion, women should not get the same salary as men because women use their money anyway to buy handbags oh, and, and buy heels, right? And, and men need their money to feed their family. So, so you can imagine how difficult it would be to negotiate your salary with, with this person. Yeah, so, no, no comments on that, I'm afraid. Yes, <laughs> exactly. So, so for me, fixing the system is the right measure that, that addresses the root of the problem. And, and I truly believe that, that if we concentrate all our, our diversity efforts on this, we will make a lot more progress than we have been doing in the past. It's so interesting because our survey actually indicated that among those who had never tried to negotiate their salary during their career, I think 19% of women say they lack the confidence to negotiate versus 6% of men, which is quite an interesting stat. But I think what you're saying, some may perceive that as a lack of skill, but you're saying it's actually much more indicative of the system, not giving confidence for women rather than a lack of skill. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Although, I mean, yeah, there, there are a couple of things that women can do better as well. Right? One of those is to dare more and be uh, bolder, right, and to believe more in themselves and in their value. Yeah. Okay. So coming up to my final few questions. So thank you so much so far for answering everything. Um, I'm going to focus on you now. I hope that's okay. So before the podcast, I was doing my research and in, I guess, a, a typical recruiter fashion, I was looking at your experience on LinkedIn. Um, you've had an amazing career. You've worked in so many high profile organizations. But is there a job that you've always dreamed of doing? Yeah, so, so believe it or not, um, I knew very uh, early that I wanted to study business. And this is because when I was around 10 years old, maybe, um, I had overheard a discussion of grown-ups saying that men are born to be leaders, right? To be the boss. It, 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 it is a matter of nature. 
um, as opposed to women who are made to be good assistants. Uh, they can excel in, in being the number two, right, in, in supporting and serving. And this, this stuck in, in my mind for a very long time. And of course, I didn't know if, if this is true or not. But um, what I knew for sure is that I didn't like it. <laughs> so yeah. I have decided to, to prove nature wrong. I have decided that that one day I would be the boss and and I would have a male assistant. And studying business seemed like a good um, a good plan to reach this objective. That's amazing. So from 10 years old to now, um, congratulations on that. That's uh, that's amazing. And my last question. So as we know, the pandemic has had a toll on everyone's mental health. But I have to say, you always seem so very happy and positive. So I was wondering if you could give everyone some insights into your Monday morning ritual and how you set yourself up for the week ahead. So um, I, I'm, I'm not a morning person at all. So, uh, no problem. Well, the after, Monday afternoon then's fine. <laughs> so, so I don't have a problem to stay up the whole night, but but getting uh, up early in the morning needs really a lot of effort. And and uh, yeah, Monday morning is, as you can imagine, particularly difficult. Um, so what I have discovered as being very helpful for me to get my brain going is doing a Sudoku. Mm. So my ritual. Every Monday morning, I'm sitting at the kitchen table with uh, with a cup of coffee, with a cup of strong coffee and uh, a Sudoku for 10, 15 minutes. And after that, somehow I'm ready and set for the working week. I love that. I think that's so important as well. This mindfulness, this being able to focus as well. So uh, that's a great answer. So Arkistis, you've been amazing. Thank you so much for joining the podcast. It's been fantastic. It's been really fun. And I'm sure it's been hugely useful for all those who have listened. Um, for everyone who's not an advanced member, I would encourage all of our listeners who are not already members to join, to have a look at the website and join the community and the movement that Alkistis and her team are creating in Switzerland. It really is fantastic. That's all from me. So thank you very much for joining. And we look forward to hosting you in our next podcast in the Women in Leadership series. Bye-bye.